on this episode of Couch Conversations. Being bold to me means I own what I know and I own what I don't know. And I'm perfectly fine with all of that. Mm, That's good. I own the space. I should be in the space. I have a right to be in the space. Welcome to Couch Conversations, a podcast for women who want to chat about real life issues. Hi, I'm Courtney B. Riley. We're talking about what it means to be a woman of God today, how to find purpose in life, and how to deal with tough conversations. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the couch for some good conversation. Today, we have one of my good friends, Shelly Smith, uh, as our guest, and we're going to be talking about bold women. So thanks for being on, Shelly. Oh, I'm super excited to be here, and it's nice to connect with you again as well. Yeah, not our first podcast, but it's been some years. It has been long time, long overdue. Yes. So I'll kick us off and uh, say a quick prayer, and then we'll dig into some real conversation around bold women. Awesome. All right. Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for this friendship that you set in motion years ago, knowing that today we'd be having this conversation and we just pray that everything we talk about, the way we talk about it, it blesses you first and foremost, and that it encourages any women that are listening to just hear a real conversation around real topics and things that they might be struggling with or questioning or curious about. Um, We just pray that you would use this conversation to set women free and to encourage and empower them and uh, we lift this conversation up to give you glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So bold women. So when I, well, let me first introduce you because not everyone knows you, believe it or not. <laughs> Have you been in a hole? So um, uh, you and I met years and years ago, but tell us what, or tell them what you're doing nowadays and tell me too. Cause I mean, I see it from afar, but now, my uh, workplace culture is my jam, so lots of things fall inside of that. But to summate it, I live in the people space. Um, I live with uh, working with with leaders and companies and teams on how we do what we do when we work together. And that is that entire uh, workplace culture umbrella. So the executive coaching, the team dynamics, the leadership development, the succession planning, the mission, vision, values, the strategy. So that that piece, again, simply put, uh, how we do what we do when we work together. And working together is two people. Right now, we're working together um, into the dynamic of thousands of people working together. So um, I, I've been doing it my whole life, indirectly, and then directly inside of uh, my business. It's been my jam now for, um, gosh, I've lost track, 13, 14 years. A lot of years, yeah. yeah. So dealing with people. So you probably deal with bold and less bold people um, in your everyday life. What do you think, just generally speaking, when you think of boldness, what does it mean or mean to be a bold woman? I, You know, I think it's that um, essence of confidence, that presence that we come to the table. Are you comfortable in your own skin and how do you show up? Um, mm-hmm. Are you self-doubting and self-deprecating or are you showing up that I own this space I should be in the space. I have a right to be in the space. Do you give it a thought? Do you give it a second thought? It's interesting um, to watch and to coach and to see with your own eyes, to your point, um, the boldness that shows up or is is highly evident to completely invisible and non-existent. Yeah. 
And I think, I mean, I would think many people, women and men, they can be bold and still have doubt. I mean, we all have, I know you and I, in, in um, years past in another life, wrote a book together and yeah. talked about, um, it was Brass and Grace, talked about uh, the testimonies, the stories of these women from across the country. And I know one of the common threads was that imposter syndrome. And I think I, I hadn't even heard that term until doing that. But I mean, that's a common thing that even bold women deal with. So, you know, you, you're owning that space. But for those women listening that say, I want to own it, but I still question my my value or my credentials or my, uh, you know, should I be here? Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I, um, I would add to uh, another word to the table in resiliency in the bold. So mm-hmm. you, you can, to your point, be, um, I don't know, uh, doubt yourself at times. Uh, do I have, do I know, can I do, but the resilient side mm-hmm. that adds to what I consider to be a bold person is they go figure it out. Um, or they own yeah. just, you know, I'm not really sure. And I'm super comfortable and confident that it's okay for me to say, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Let me go find out mm. instead of uh, acting like I knew something. And, yeah. and, and because I think I have to say, yeah, I know that. Yes, I've heard of that. Yes, I've read that, but I haven't. Yeah. To me, that's a part of that confidence, that boldness. Being bold to me means you own all of that. I own what I know and I own what I don't know. And I'm perfectly fine with all of that. Mm, that's good. It's like a uh, being content. It's yeah. A, it's a confidence even in the things you don't know. That's actually, that's a really good point. I mean, I I think about like the fake it till you make it that we learn. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know. I mean, I went through a lot of faking it. I think I, as a woman in business, and I also got into business really young and naive and I was taught you had to to keep up with the Joneses. You had to kind of fake it till you make it. And so there were yeah. a lot of situations where I would put on a front that I knew things I might not. Because yeah, I, not knowing, I wasn't comfortable enough to not know. Yeah. I, 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 or you misunderstood the, the question or the intent and you thought you did know. I mean, there were yeah. times when I was like, oh, yeah. And then somebody would unpack it and say something. I'm like, wait, no. No, I don't know that. (laughs) No, I don't know what you're talking about. But to your point, it took it took some time and confidence to realize it's okay to go. No, I don't know. Mm. And I'm actually better off and I'm showing up more uh, respectfully, authentically and comfortable in my own skin to go. You know, actually, no, I don't know that. I don't have that. And then I need help. Can you help me fill in the gap? Yeah. Well, and that. That probably lit, lends itself to a lot of trust with people. I mean, imagine being in a conversation with someone that just knows everything. Mm. <laughs> you know, Nobody, no, none of us like that know-it-all person because then then you're just waiting for them to pipe in, and it becomes exhausting. And yeah. and then no, you don't like them, you don't trust them, you don't have respect to them. I I, I agree yeah. with that comment. Yeah, it builds confidence. Someone else's confidence in you, what you're saying or teaching or doing 
to be real enough to say, I do know this, but I don't know that. But like you said, but I'll figure it out. And I think yeah. like as a leader, isn't that what we want? Like in our, you probably see this with CEOs, executives. It's not so much, do they know all the things? It's if the things they don't know, will they go figure it out? Will they be a self-starter, proactive, dependable enough? Where they don't, it's not my issue. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, that becomes, yeah. And, and it adds to the the accountability and the self-awareness to your point. You know, one of the really interesting things that I really became evident to me during the, these last, you know, couple of years of COVID is how leaders owned that I don't know, figured out, especially the early years, you know, year one of the shutdown of, you know, how do we manage remotely? It was really interesting to see the leaner, the leaders and the companies who leaned into figuring it out together and literally saying, I don't have the answer for that. I don't know. We've never been in this space before. Mm. And then the ones who literally hid, hid as if nothing was going to happen um, and change. And they they were embarrassed to the fact that they didn't know what to do or how to do. And they were afraid to tell their teams. I mean, big companies and small companies. And that really uh, has revealed itself. And I think because of that, people are, leaders are leaning into the vulnerability more. And they yeah. understand that the more vulnerable they are, the actually more they are respected, the more they are deepening the humanity and the trust and and, and adding to that it's okay to show up and to reveal some of your uh, cracks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Hence the Steven podcast. Like, let's yeah. air a little bit of our mess. You know, I mean, I, I yeah. think that's important because, and you're right, I, I hadn't actually thought about like how COVID and the past couple years have affected that. I mean, they put people that otherwise acted like they knew it all or thought they knew it all in their area of expertise or industry. And I mean, it shook everyone into a new space in some way. So I think we just got used to hearing people not know how to react or handle situations. And I think we became more comfortable with standing in that space ourselves. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What about extrovert versus introvert boldness? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about women that might be listening. So Maybe they, uh, so we, you know, kind of talked about the importance of owning who you are, owning where you might not feel like you're enough, but showing up in that space authentically. Um, what about women that are saying, I want to be a bold woman, a leader, but I'm more of an introvert? Um, mm-hmm. What would you say? Because I feel like I remember you saying you're naturally an introvert, right? I think. Absolutely okay. right. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, I love this question so much. So there are many layers to who we are. Mm -hmm. So we have our personality, our behavior, our emotional intelligence, and a whole lot of other things that kind of come in our, in our package. So being an introvert, extrovert, and how we socially um, energize and engage, refuel our need to be liked or not are on, you know, on different levels. So purely to the introvert, extrovert, the how we refuel the personality side of us. It comes back to our why and our purpose, which gives us our solid footing of our boldness. So when we are in a a place, a project, a conversation, a room, a something we need to do, boldness lifts itself up 
together simultaneously, and you all can't see me, but I'm I, my hands are going crazy right now, lifts us up in unity. When I connect my why and my purpose, I get more bold mm. because I'm I'm passionate and I can become obsessed around that. So for me personally, being an introvert, when I am in my 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 why, my why are my kids, my my family. And if I'm, for example, trying to make money, which when I started my business, I became more bold in networking as an introvert because I had to keep the roof over my kid's head. I had to keep food on the table, clothes on the back. So I had this intersection of understanding if I'm going to take care of my kids, I've got to be able to do X. Well, my X was in order to build my business, well, I have to meet people. If I have to meet people, that means I have to network. So I have to network. I better get out of my, get comfortable being uncomfortable in my introvert because nobody cares I'm an introvert. I got to go meet people. So it was this intersection that I had to connect in order for me to be bold to network. The benefit was my kids. The cost was also my kids. So it was this intersection. So bold in a meeting, if you're an introvert and somebody steps inside of your zone of genius, you know, Kathy, Kathy Eckhart and her zone of genius. I've always loved that phrase. Mm -hmm. Um, she actually also talked about, I think, the imposter syndrome in her book, by the way. She also, by the way, was she's on this fabulous trip with uh, Mary Kay right now. Director, million dollar director. Just happened. Kathy wow. Eckhart. What's Mary. Kathy's book? Shout out Kathy Eckhart. Uh, she was in the she didn't have the book, but she's one of the chapters in a story of the brass ovaries. Okay. She wrote one of the oh, chapters. Yeah, yeah. Remember okay. the dedicated chapter. Anyway. Where was I going with all of that? Where was I going with all of that? <laughs> the introvert, extra. We got on a Kathy Eckhart rabbit trail. I know, but there was something that said that was uh, triggered with the imposter syndrome. And now I can't remember the life of me where That's I was. A, just knowing your why, knowing why you're invested in that, being bold, being able to step out of. Stepping out. Oh, your zone of genius. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. you. So okay. that zone of genius, if you're an introvert and let's, Let's say that you are um, your life coach. Let's say you're a life coach and you're really good at what you're doing. But in order to build your business, you've got to meet more people to do that. If you happen to be sitting at a table in a networking event and people start talking about something that you're like, oh, that's me. That's my zone of genius. That boldness is automatically going to lift up because now you feel because you're a life coach more than likely because you're passionate about it right? You want to help other people. So now we have that connection of your purpose and the why connecting into who you are. And so you become more bold. So separating out or not getting uh, focused on whether I'm an introvert or an extrovert, therefore, or I can or I cannot tap into the why, tap into the intersection. And all of a sudden that boldness becomes easier because yeah, that's good. confidence is there because now you're in a topic and a theme that I know something about. Mm -hmm. And so now I forget that I'm shy or introverted. And now I blossom and I open up. Yeah, I like that. So it's knowing where is that zone of genius. We'll reference it as that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're naturally going to be more bold. It's going to be easier to be bold and walk boldly and do business boldly and everything lead boldly. If you're in an area where it's 
it comes natural or you're passionate. You're passionate about. Yeah. I cannot not, if I'm sitting and somebody starts talking about leadership development or somebody talks about mission, vision, values, or they use the employee engagement or turnover, I'm just naturally going to be a part of the conversation and sort of lean in and get more curious because it happens to be something that I'm, that I'm passionate about. You know, I remember, I remember years ago, I, um, years and years ago, I spoke on a lot of stages for social media and, and Mm -hmm. marketing. And even though I have had a social, a a marketing business, obviously for a decade now, I, it was never really my jam, the technical side, algorithms, all that is not like, I don't get juiced up and hear a conversation, you know, like you're saying you would. And I go, oh, let me talk about the algorithms. You know, that's just not me. <laughs> it's so for me, when I used to operate in that space, because I thought that that was the space that people would pay to see or hear, or that they would ask me to get on a stage for, it felt fake. You know, it felt like I had to practice more. I had to, I was more nervous. I, there was, if I didn't have the answer, I was so afraid someone would ask something and I wouldn't know it. And it's like now that, you know, years and years later, I mean, I'm always learning, but now I'm, I'm more at a place where I've, I've, like you said earlier, I've realized like, it's okay to say, while my company does that, it's because we have people on the team that love that. It's not my jam. So don't ask me about the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> I might know a little more than you, but I don't know at all. But I think it's when I speak on um, not so much stages, but in circles for like women of influence. And I'm talking about um, what scripture says. I'm talking about my testimony or encouragement. It just flows. So yeah. I feel more bold. It feels easier and lighter. And uh Less, it's not so much practice and slide decks, and it's just from the essence of who you are. It flows. You just tapped into that essence of flow. And and the other thing that comes to mind when you said that is we talked about bold and confidence, but bold is also the risk-taking side, which is that resiliency side, but then it's this courageous side. Mm-hmm. And courage means I'm courageous enough to own going back to that's not my thing. That's not my jam to your point. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I do know this. And so that's that intersection. Bold is the risk taking, the confidence, the resiliency and the courage. It's like all of those elements. And, and what you just said sort of sparked that thought. Mm, That's good. And I'll add even one more because this is a podcast in a series. And so this came up in another one of these conversations. It's countercultural. Isn't that a good one? Because I mean, being bold is, it does mean that you are, you have a bend toward going against the flow in order to stay in what you know. And, and this is, again, just back what we're saying. You're saying you're owning what you know and owning what you don't know. And mm-hmm. regardless of what culture says or what people expect or what, you know, that kind of thing. So which, which goes back to and adds to that layer of the, the why, the purpose and the values. Because there are things that people stand up for when you cross that line. We all have those non-negotiables. We have things that we value, but then there are those non-negotiable values. Like for me, I can't line. That is it. No. 
when somebody lying, okay. breaking my trust, mm, yeah, that dishonesty to me that is a non-negotiable. Um, so that just again add adding yeah. that. Link. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm passionate about inclusivity. I think I've been rejected, you know, long growing up, bullied or left out. And so that's like a non-negotiable for me. I don't want to be a part of something that other people aren't allowed to be a part of. Do you know what I mean? That, that totally feeling. Know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. I know. Okay. Last kind of big question. And I got a couple small ones as we wrap up. So as a bold women, woman, because I, I obviously, uh, you know, asked you to be on here because I consider you one of the boldest women I know in a lot of ways for a lot of the reasons we talked about today. Yeah. Um, she's making an all face at me. If you can't, you can't see it. <laughs> but as a bold woman, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of benefit and pro and, and all of that to it. Like we talked about, right. It opens doors. Sometimes it pushes through doors that are, would otherwise be closed. It allows you to stay comfortable and in the flow of things, but there's also probably challenges to being a bold woman and whatever you've feel open to share, but have you had any experiences or seen experiences where it's been tough to be a bold woman? Yeah. I mean, a lot, it, it, uh, quite frankly. Um, and, and it goes back to, I've gotten far more comfortable in my own personal skin. I'm okay with who I am. Every, you know, wrinkle, bump, fault, all, all of those things o- over the years as I approach, you know, I'm 57 now. So as I'm getting old, seasoned, I'm getting seasoned. Um, timeline. We're, we're seasoned. Um, I'm far more comfortable, far more comfortable with that. And I'm okay that I'm the only woman in the room still at times, you know, I'm okay with that. But I have to do, I, I in full transparency uh, to you and to everyone, it has never stopped me. I have never been the person who kept my voice quiet if I had something to say or something to ask. So there is something, you know, there's that nurture and that nature of you. I've just always been, and I don't know if it's bold as much as I'm going to be heard. So maybe too forceful. However, with that being said, not always received, not always well received. And so in my age, I used to push through it and ignore it. When I would, you know, um, be too pushy and aggressive and would just push through even more aggressively. And in hindsight, I should have been more in tune from an emotional intelligence to adjust, Mm -hmm. to adjust in order to have uh, better grace and reception in order to build the rapport. And I figured that out over life. And of course, now I, I coach people on that. So the key there, or I guess to answer your question is, to be very self-aware, number one, and to understand the emotional responses and to figure out how to adjust when necessary. Now, that doesn't mean that you completely step back and pause, but you do need to be aware and try to adjust and also be okay that everyone isn't going to like you and accept you. And that's okay. Because as humans, we also don't like and accept other people too. (laughs) It goes, you know, it goes both, it goes both ways. So don't let it stop you um, and don't let someone else push you down. And I know that's easier said than done. Uh, 
but walking through that space deliberately, consistently over time, you do get more comfortable in those in 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 doing that. And then again, that it's okay. But it goes back, Courtney, to what we said to begin with. Bold comes from confidence and comfortability of who you are and that you're perfect just the way you are. Yeah. And that takes life experiences to realize that that's actually true for each and every one of us. Yeah, how true. That's a good, good point to kind of wrap on. But man, that's that's true. It's that confidence in or even in, I mean, in yourself ultimately, but even in the whatever that topic is, you know, I mean, being able to be bold about something that you believe firmly against or for, um, it's that boldness is rooted in that, in that belief. If I'm really passionate about this thing, it's it's probably going to be easier for me to be bold about making a change for that thing. So it's, it's really, yeah, making sure you're and again, If you're in a conversation with somebody who doesn't agree with everything that you're articulating, you know, to be true. Being bold also means you'll accept that it's okay if they have a different perception. And and a lot of that has come out in the last couple of years, too, is that there is only this way or that way. No, it can be both. And from a, a, a social responsibility, we need to be open and to accept that there are multiple ways to do things and to think about things. And that adds to one's boldness and comfortability in in our own skin. Whoever originally said is it's okay to say, let's just agree to disagree. Mm. That in itself is a bold move. Mm. Yeah, it is. Cause it's not comfortable. I like your, no one can see you, but behind your head, it says, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's spot on, huh? Yeah. So, um, okay. Last two things. They're, they're easy. One, any, uh, any advice or what's your one piece of advice to a woman that's listening that wrestles with being a bold woman? Um, huh, it's going to sound corny. Corny away, my Af- friend. Affirmations, mm. positive manifestations. Get up in front of that mirror, girl. Say all the beautiful things about you. Um, say all the amazing things that you've done and that you can do and that you want to manifest and get on the other side of what's stopping you. So I, I'm a huge proponent of rewriting the script. And what I mean by that is if I look back, think about um, rewriting it in the present to what the future looks like. So, you know, for example, it would be you've got a meeting coming up and you're really anxious about it and you're trying to figure out how can you be more more bold. I want you to to stand in front of the mirror. I love the mirror talking to yourself or your phone or whatever. And you say, you're doing a look back. So the event is next week in real time. Two weeks from now, you're telling a friend, oh my gosh, Courtney, I went to this amazing event and you know what I did and you know what I said and this is who I met and this is what the outcome was. So you're doing that future track manifestation of what right looks like. And you're rehearsing it inside of your mind as if it already happened. And Mm. you're recalling it instead of rehearsing it. It's a huge mind shift change. I've already been there and done that. I've got on the other side of it. I lived through it and it was amazing. Yeah. So I encourage people to do that. You got a meeting coming up. You got a networking coming up. You got a proposal you're trying to do. You got a problem you're trying to, to figure out. 
write the script as if it already happened. And it's an amazing script that you're writing and an amazing outcome. It's just yeah. huge. Well, and it's Game what you're people. saying is faith. You know, it's expecting. So faith yeah. with expectancy. We don't, we aren't called to just believe something and twiddle our thumbs and wait. We're called to believe that thing, believe those things that aren't as though they are and start walking in it before we see it, right? We're walking by faith and not by sight. So that's what that manifesting is, is imagining what it's going to look like when it happens, because you're so sure that it's happening, regardless of what's, whether it's happened yet or not. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good practical way to do that. I love it. Okay. Last question. Uh, a bold woman that's had a big impact on your life. Oh, Michelle Pippen. Oh, I have to say Michelle. Um, Michelle is um, the essence of bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, just no, no fear. Uh, pushes through outspoken. Uh, she's just, she's bold. She's courageous. I mean, it's, it's Michelle. And yeah. pretty dang authentic and, you yeah. know, able to say, she I don't checks- know that, but I know the heck out of this. <laughs> yeah. She just, she checks a lot of, a lot of boxes that we've talked about today. I mean, she's the immediate person that I think of when I think about. Very bold. cool. I'd have yeah. to agree. Michelle Pippen with women of wow. Women who wow. Women who wow. That's yeah. right. If you don't know her, you need to look her up. You do. We yeah. both love her. Well, thanks yeah. for being here. Anything else you wanted to throw in or add? Where can people, if they want to learn more about what you do, because you talk a lot about what you do and you are awesome at what you do. I I am on all the social media uh, platforms, but just uh, you can you can just literally type in uh, Shelly Smith or Premier Rapport. Um, so Shelly at PremierRapport.com and that's P-R-E-M-I-E-R. R-A-P-P-O-R-T um, and you'll find me and some resources and, and all of those all of those good things. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of The Couch Conversations. I hope you're inspired and ready to tackle the day knowing you're loved and have a purpose. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and I'd love it if you left us a rating and a review so more people can join us on this journey. We'll see you next time.